Spotify. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Abricularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Libro Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Libro Cubicalist. Today, my friends, is Book Bow Wednesday. When you tell your friends about Book Bow Wednesday, you're really going to want to hit those bees, both in Book and Bow Wednesday. Something I like to say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers. I do not try to censor myself for the reason that that is difficult. And, as I like to say to the kiddies out there listening from time to time, if work is hard, don't do it. This has been a public service announcement from the lazy bastards, whatever. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is one million dollars. <laughs> no. That is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend to mention those bees. Wednesday. Perhaps you could rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, because that is very important for podcasts in general, and admirable of you to do so. That will, of course, take us in... Huh? Take us to? Into? Yeah, okay. Our last piece of podcast-related business, which is today's sponsor, which is... Waylander Incorporated, Assassin Repellent and Hypnosis Division. Once again, today's sponsor is Waylander Incorporated, Assassin Repellent and Hypnosis Division. Thank you to them. Today I have a book, which is of no surprise. What may be of surprise, although perhaps it's not, uh, is the fact that I have jumped back into the Drenay saga. Took a little uh, little hiatus, read, uh, what did I read? Three books that were not in this series, which were, or was it four? Three or four. Uh, the Shining, Doctor Sleep, Paddle Your Own Canoe, and did I read the Rodney Dangerfield one in between as well? I can't remember, to be honest with you, to be 100% Amish with you. Anyways... I knew I was going to delve back in after I got a little non-fantasy reading into my brain, because you can only do so much, and I think I did four or five fantasy novels in a row in this series, and if it is possible, like it is easily with this series, to take a break from that and uh, hop into something else periodically, I will do so. The reason that is easy is because within the series, it jumps around a lot as far as the time frame, and it's almost as if, this is not 100% accurate, but it's almost as if each book within the series is a lone book unto itself. And if you don't know things that have happened in previous books, you're still going to find easy enjoyment in each individual book no matter what order you read them in. So uh, that was very, very smart of David Gemmel for the reason that, for people like me, it lets us hop around and read willy-nilly. The other reason I have to assume is it makes it easier for the writer because he doesn't have to remember exactly details 
that happened, you know, five books ago, which uh, is always something that amazes me for people like, say, Robert Jordan in his Wheel of Time series, where he's got, he's into the double digits while he is no longer with us, but his books are into the double digits, so it's got to be tough to remember shit from back in book one. I imagine it is. Maybe it's not. Anyways, the book in question I brought back today is called Waylander 2, or I.I., if you prefer, the Roman numerals, and uh, then we're going to have a colon, followed by a colon, Waylander 2 colon, in the realm of the wolf. Ooh, the wolf. How interesting. By uh, the aforementioned David Gemmel. Or did I aforemention him? I have aforementioned him in a previous podcast at the very least. So we'll count that as an aforementioned. Uh, this book starts out, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll go 15 years or so after our last encounter with Waylander. He and his quote unquote daughter are living in the mountains, kind of uh, escaped from the rest of humanity and living in peace and relative harmony. Huh. Considering, if you listen to my previous book of Wednesday in which I spoke of Waylander, uh, probably one of the most baddest of badasses as far as assassin types in fantasy literature, uh, to see him living a sort of idyllic mountain life is, you know, going to end soon. <laughs> You know this is not going to be what the book is about. And uh, it does end soon. Because uh, several assassins show up, as they do, to sort of pull him out of this lifestyle and pull him back into his old lifestyle in which he killed people with ease. Uh, yeah, we don't know until quite a ways in why these assassins have been sent. But uh, I'm going to tell you now the reason why. Is that because Waylander's other daughter, who is living elsewhere, got married and moved away, was killed. Uh, killed almost by accident. There was sort of malice there as well, but it was an, almost an accident. By King Karnak's son, who is, well, a king. A king who knew Waylander back in his assassiny, murdery, kill anything days, and realize that when, as he must, find out about his daughter's death and who killed her, he's going to come after his son, and he can't have it. So he hires the Assassin's Guild, because this is a universe in which an Assassin's Guild exists, which always seems unlikely to me that Assassins would have a guild, but hey, um, why not, I guess? strange. So there's a price out on his head, and uh, people start showing up. The first person that shows up ends up being a friend of his from the past, a friend who came to warn him of this price on his head. A friend named Angel, who was a gladiator, now retired. He's uh, not old, but he's too old to be fighting in the gladiatorial games, and he is a super, super badass, tough as nails, beat to shit over the years, so he's kind of ugly to behold. Waylander talks Angel into helping train his daughter, his daughter whose name is Muriel. Which, wasn't that the mermaid's name from, oh no, Ariel? Oh, whatever. 
I don't know why I went there. Anyways, so uh, he stays for the long haul for the reason that he cares. He ends up caring about this Muriel over the course of their training at the beginning of this novel. Training that while taking place, Waynelander is sort of scoping out the area looking for these assassins and kills a couple, kills a handful of them, as you do. One of the assassins is double-crossed by another one, which, again, that sort of whole guild of assassins thing makes less and less sense for the reason that people who kill people are probably not often going to be, um, I don't know, honorable. So, banding together seems unwise, as it proved to be unwise to a man by the name of, oh, did I write it down? Balash. He was double-crossed by one of these assassins who knocked him on the head, thought he killed him, but did not. That's one thing. If you are going to make the attempt to kill someone who was super, super badass, like this Balash character was, member of an assassin's guild, you got to have some cojones for that, probably make sure the job is done. Don't just hit him over the head with a rock, idiot. Because then Waylander will find him, and the old Waylander would have just killed him outright. However, decides to practically nurse him back to health. And uh, that puts Balash on Waylander's side. Last, but certainly not least on his side, is a man by the name of Senta. Not Santa. I know we're in the holiday seasons here. Pretty, pretty good. It's Senta with, a, with an E. Anyways... He, also sent to kill Waylander from this guild, shows up on the scene. He's honorable, so he is one of these honorable folk, and says, okay, I'm going to kill you, but uh, I want to do this man-to-man, fair-like. Then he gets an eyeful of Waylander's daughter, Muriel, and is immediately fallen in love with her. So, that's pretty much that for them. He's, he's on board for the reason that he's in love. Hmm, there you go. Folks, I'm going to stop and get some coffee. In fact, I have already stopped, and I'm waiting in the longest line I have ever experienced at this Tim Hortons, which uh, is a good thing I left early, let's just say. I will be back in quite a few moments. I will edit those moments out for the reason that I love you. Editing. 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 On the road again. On the road again. That was the On the Road Again remix. Thank you for that voice back box. Oh, geez. Uh, speaking of On the Road Again, now that we have our team gathered together, we're ready for a goddamn quest. Do I love a quest? Yes. And that almost rhymes. Uh, the quest comes about because not only were these first set of assassins sent to kill Waylander, but no, wait, there's more. A second set. Second set sent by a totally different organization came in the form of the Dark Brotherhood. The Dark Brotherhood, who have made several appearances in this series, and I uh, will not get into their sort of background for that reason that I've talked of them already. Let's just say, if the name of your organization is the Dark Brotherhood, uh, that's not good. You are, in fact, evil. Which, as it does in these novels, does something interesting, actually, and this, this crops up quite a bit. Uh, turns just sort of an average, everyday occurrence of assassins trying to kill a man into a battle of good versus evil that will shape 
the entire globe for years to come through sort of prophecy and seeing into the future and things like that. Mystical peoples. And I like it. So, what do you do if you're Waylander? Well, you set off to kill the man who sent these people to kill you because, well, he's an assassin, so he's good at that sort of thing. He and his band have to journey through very, very treacherous lands. And very, very many interesting things happen along the way, which I do not have time to go into because I'm trying to get this done on my way into work. Let's just say uh, it ends up being that eventually Waylander, who, to be fair, says he works better alone, and I think actually does work better alone, needs to split off from the, the rest of the group, including his daughter, this gladiator angel dude, and these two assassins. Uh, those... Those folk go to go through some trials and tribulations of their own, ending up in this um, abandoned building slash castle melted metal place thing. Oh boy. Anyways, uh, it is a area, it is a building that was once inhabited by the quote-unquote ancients. The ancients who... Um, See, it's kind of interesting as well, and I like when fantasy does this, which it does from time to time. It treats people who are the ancients as sort of mystical beings. However, it also occasionally, and it does in this case, gives them the sort of air of having very advanced technology. So it was as if, say, humans as a species, us living today, reached an incredibly far technologically advanced point where the tech is so advanced it seems like magic to even us. And then uh, we destroyed ourselves and left craters where cities used to be and the occasional building such as this that is usually avoided for the reason that uh, it is believed sort of cursed and haunted because the technology or magic, whatever you want to call it, existing within it uh, kills people. Mm -hmm. So that ain't good. That's where these guys hold up. That's where these guys hold up with the Nadir army. The Nadir, who again, I've spoken of at length before, so will not do so now. The Nadir, who are still awaiting the Uniter. The Uniter, who will unite all the clans into a supreme uh, empire that will take over the entire globe. So, that hasn't happened yet. This is just sort of in the interim, waiting for someone to come along and do that. But they don't want to get wiped out while they're waiting, right? So they hold up in this castle, which sets it up for many, many good battles in a besieged city. As I said in the very, very first David Gemmel book that I read called Legend way back uh, quite a while ago now, quite a number of books ago anyways, so quite a long uh, time ago as well, David Gemmel is, I do believe, the best I have ever read as far as uh, besieger and besieged, a city that is being held against all odds. He sort of does that better than anyone, so uh, I like that he managed to kind of slip it into this book. Waylander is, as he does, infiltrating lands and peoples in search of the man who sent the Dark Brotherhood after them. He believes, at least for a time, that it is a emperor of people called the Gothir, 
Oh, did I write that down right? For some reason I didn't. G-O-T-H-I-R? Anyways, he believes it's his emperor, but it turns out to be one of the emperor's almost lackeys. His sort of, uh, his shaman, his magician, whatever you want to call him. His magician who hates the nadir for the reason that one of their peoples, a ancient shaman, cut his dick off. <laughs> that's funny because I'm not making that up. That's, that's why he's, he's very, very angry at them. So he uses his sort of abilities, summoning demons, uh, getting them to do his aid, dark arts, I think, if you want to just underlie what he's all about. He sort of usurps the rightful emperor and uh, gets the army to attack these people. So when Waylander comes along, and as he must, as he must, kills who he means to kill, this guy, he says to the emperor, well, okay, I saved you from this menace. Uh, I only ask one thing, and that is that you stop these people from invading the Drenae. Not the Drenae. I think I've been saying the name wrong the whole time. No, you, uh, you in fact, have been saying it correctly the whole time. Um, but, you know, let's listen as you sort of dig yourself in deeper with thinking you said it wrong. Because that'll be amusing. Idiot. Yeah, I have been saying the name the whole time. It's not the Drenae that are besieged in this, the Ancients' castle. It's, uh, I didn't write down their name, but it's not Drenae. Ah, oh, shit. Well, that's embarrassing. But, on one hand, it's not embarrassing for the reason that sometimes goddamn fantasy names sound similar, and it's hard to remember them, because they're weird. Drenae. What the fuck is that? Golthir. Jesus. Senta. Dardalian. These are names that exist within this book. So if I get some of them wrong, you know, it's going to happen. At least I re realized my error. Give me, give me some points for that, people. Anyways, he says, okay, stop this army. The emperor says, yeah, of course, you got it. You got it, Pontiac, he says. That's a quote. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the day is saved on both ends, and they all maybe live happily ever after. I say maybe because there's a little uh, shadiness in the sort of epilogue of this book where uh, Waylander dies, but maybe he doesn't. Maybe he faked his own death. Mm, yeah, we don't really know. We don't really know. But we assume he's not dead. I wonder if he does end up coming back, because if they do another sort of time jump, as they did here, and it's 15 years down the road, he's going to be like a like an old man. So, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, uh, almost at work. Almost forgot to give my rating there. I'm going to go 5 out of 5. Yeah, this is uh, out of books in this series, this is one of the, the definite better ones. I know I, I've given some fives, and I think maybe the odd four, but uh, this one I very much liked. Maybe it's because I took a break, actually, as well. That, that might have some validity to that statement. Which means we made it to the end of this book, Wednesday. And at the end of my podcast, I say a certain thing. Perhaps this time you will join me in saying the certain thing, which is... It is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory. 
that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine. Live long and prosper.